Today's reading is from Matthew 26, starting at verse 36, and it's on page 1007 in your church Bibles. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping, because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. This is the word of God. Thank you so much, guys. Goodness, this is worse than when Andrew's here. Am I supposed to preach on my knees? Here we go. There we go. Don't worry, I'll, I'll lower it again for you in a second. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us Jesus to save us from our sins. Jesus, help us to understand the agony of what you went through as you prayed in the garden on that night. And Holy Spirit, would you open our hearts to hear in Jesus' yes to the Father, your wonderful yes of love to us. Amen. Amen. So today we're we're thinking uh, about the next bit of the story. So let's test your memory. So a week ago, what were we thinking about a week ago, those who are here? The Last Supper, good. I'm glad that there were at least a couple of people who were awake. Brilliant. So, so Jesus had a special meal with his friends, telling them through the bread and through the wine uh, that he was about to die, to wash away their badness and give them new life with God. Uh, and once the meal is finished, Jesus and his friends go outside and they go into a garden on the Mount of Olives, which overlooks Jerusalem, Uh, And the place is absolutely packed to the rafters with pilgrims. You see, uh, Jewish men were expected to come uh, to Jerusalem three times a year for three of the great festivals, and Passover was one of them. So there probably would have been a couple of million people packed into Jerusalem for this holiday weekend. But Jesus knows that he's got a target on his back. He knows that the religious leaders, they think he's a troublemaker. They want to kill him. And Jesus is scared. In fact, I don't know if he caught it in the reading. He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. In other words, I'm so sad. It feels like the darkness is going to crush me. 
So he takes three of his closest friends, Peter and James and John, and he starts to pray and pray and pray. Have you ever been there? So, uh, in so much anguish that you just need to pray. And you pray for hour after hour after hour. Have you ever been there? Jesus saw what was coming for him. And Jesus didn't want to go through it. He was frightened. He was scared. He was terrified. Jesus saw something was coming that the biblical prophets called the cup of God's wrath. What on earth is that? The cup of God's anger. And that sounds really strange to us, doesn't it? But what they meant was that God's anger against all the badness that ruins his good world was like drinking something so strong, so powerful, so deadly that it knocks you out. So, imagine I poured you a big wine glass of red wine vinegar and say, knock yourself out. That's what it would have been like. Something so awful. And so that night, Jesus knew that his death was was so close, it was as if he was holding that cup in his hand. And he was looking at it. And he was saying to his father, Father, I don't want to drink this. You see, Jesus knew that his death wasn't going to be an accident. It wasn't going to be the case of him being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It wasn't a case of mistaken identity. No, this was the way that he and his Father God had worked it out from the beginning to rescue us from our sin. This was God's way of getting rid of all the badness and all the bad things that we cause without getting rid of us. Jesus would drink that cup instead of us. So Jesus, looking straight into this cup of God's anger, asks, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. In other words, he's saying, is there any other way, father? Is there any other way? Is there any other way of rescuing people without me having to go to the cross? Without me having to die this horrible death? But please, he says, not what I want, what you want. And what's God's answer? No. So Jesus prays again. But this time, he prays differently. He says, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken from me unless I drink it, may your will be done. In other words, he's saying, if there really is no other way, if this really is what you want me to do, I'll do it. If it has to be this way, you have my yes. Whatever Wherever, however, yes. And it was, after all, isn't that familiar? 
Do you remember a prayer that Jesus taught his friends that says anything like that? Your will be done. Yes. Not maybe. Not yes, but dot, dot, dot. Just yes. Jesus loved his Father God so much that he would follow him wherever he told him to go, even if that meant dying a horrible death on a Roman cross. Jesus loved us, you and me, so much that he would drink that cup of God's anger filled to the brim, that cup that would fill him with such fear, such panic, even though everything inside him screamed, run, escape, get out of here. So that we wouldn't have to drink that cup ourselves. Jesus shows us what love is. He shows us that it's being willing and able to choose the hard thing, the painful thing, the thing we fear for the sake of someone else. You see, Jesus didn't want to die Everything inside him said, I don't want to die like this. But Jesus wanted to do what God wanted more than he wanted to be safe. Jesus wanted to save us more than he wanted to save himself. He knew that life is about more than ourselves. He knew that life is about more than doing what we want. What we think is good for us. Life It's about God. It's about being with God. And Jesus would rather, as we, that that last question in the would, would you rather, Jesus would rather die on a cross with God than live for a hundred million years without God. I think Jesus knew the meaning uh, of this psalm where the psalmist says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. I think Jesus knew that pretty well that night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus would rather die saying yes to God than live saying no to God. His only goal was to be right in the center of God's will, wherever God wanted him, doing whatever God wanted him to do, no matter what. And his simple yes to God covered for all the times that you and I have either said to God, nope, not doing that, or yeah, if, if it's going to be easy, if it's what I want to do, yeah, if it's comfortable, the cup of God's anger that Jesus said yes to is because of the thousands of ways every single day you and I say no to God. Jesus' only desire was to be with God And that would see him cut off from God, crying out the next day, my God, my God, why have you forgotten me? Why have you abandoned me? Jesus takes that cup out of our hands 
so we might enjoy the kind of life with God that he treasured above everything else. Now, all of us face tough decisions in our lives. I'm sure plenty of you are facing tough decisions right now. We all have choices between doing what we want and doing what God wants. And perhaps for some of us that might mean uh, telling the truth, even if it gets us into trouble. Perhaps for some of us that might mean sticking up for what God says is true, even if that puts us out of step with, with people we really love, with our family, or our friends, or just wider society. Perhaps that will mean choosing not to do something that we, we really want to do, because we know that's not what God wants for us. And Jesus shows us what true prayer looks like. So Pete Gregg, who's the, uh, the, the author of God on Mute, who's the book that we're looking through, says this. He says, prayer isn't about trying to get God to say yes to what I want. Prayer is about me saying yes to God's will for my life. Uh, and one of, the, one of the mission partners that we have as a church is Open Doors. And uh, Open Doors was started by someone called Brother Andrew. Uh, the, and he had a, had a heart for seeing persecuted Christians encouraged around the world, especially at that time it was the Iron, Cur- Iron Curtain. And he talked about a, you know, a really powerful moment in his life that he called the step of yes. And the step of yes was a moment when he felt he needed to say yes to God. Because he realised up until then, he'd been saying, yes, but I'm not very educated. Yes, but I don't have the money for that. Yes, but it doesn't really sound like something I want to do. And what he realized, what God showed him, was that laying down your, before God your own hopes, your plans, your ideas is that step of yes. That's what Jesus did. Just yes. Whatever he asks of you, your answer is yes. So just imagine for a moment, what, what would have happened if Jesus had said no in the garden? Do you think we would be here if Jesus had said no in the garden? Do you think we would be here if Jesus said, yes, but I don't like the idea of a cross. How about if I kind of die maybe at age 85 in a hospital bed somewhere? Do you think we'd still be here, sat here, if he'd said yes, but? No. Jesus said yes to the Father. He said yes for us. He said, yes, I'll I'll drink that cup of your anger, God, so that all of you won't have to. And so the question that I just want to put before us today, for us to think about, and it's going to be woven through the whole service, is what will you say to Jesus? 
What will you say to Jesus who said yes to you? Even though that meant downing that cup of bitter wine. Will you say no? Is there anything that could be too much that he could ask? Maybe for you there is. Will you try and remain in control of your own life and say, yes, but as long as it fits with what I want to do? Yes, but I want to enjoy it. Yes, but all of these things have to line up. Or will we say simply, yes? Wherever, whatever, however, yes. And so this morning, I just want to invite us all to say yes to Jesus. I want to invite, so as you, as you came in, you might have been wondering what these are. As you came in, you're, you were given one of these. Uh, and it's a, my, my attempt, not a very good one, but my attempt but to try and create a blank check which represents that step of yes. And so I just want to encourage us to consider this morning, could you put your name, assign this blank check to Jesus? And this is, this is between you and Jesus. This isn't, I'm not checking, no one's checking. Uh, and God isn't, God isn't fooled. So if, if, the, if it's just going to be putting your name on a piece of paper, forget it. But this is an opportunity, just a, a physical way of saying, yes. Whatever it is, Yes. So if you, if you can't do it from the heart this morning, that's absolutely fine. But if knowing the, the unqualified yes that Jesus has said to you, you want to say yes to him, then I'd encourage you, this might be a way of doing that. And some of you perhaps have never said yes to Jesus before in your life, not for yourself, not personally, not from the heart. And perhaps this might be an opportunity today to say that yes. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be five, you could be 105. It's never too, never too young, never too old to say yes to Jesus. And others of you might know that actually you've written one of those yes but checks. In which case, perhaps today, I'd encourage you why don't you cross out the butt? And still others of you, perhaps you, you've written that yes but, uh, that yes check before. Just yes. In which case, I just want to encourage you. Perhaps you could, uh, you, could, you could do that or you could do it in another way. Just a way of saying for yourself, again, Lord, yes. Wherever, however, Whatever, Jesus, I am yours. So I'm going to pray for us, uh, and then uh, we're going to have a, a few different way, a couple of different ways to to respond. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for saying yes.
to the Father. Yes, to that bitter cup of God's anger that we deserve. So that we would never have to drink that cup for ourselves. Jesus, we give you our yes today. And we pray, strengthen that yes in us. In all that we think and do and say, now and always. Amen. Amen. So we're going to have a couple of, there's going to be a song that, uh, that, that plays in the background, and then there are going to be a couple of ways uh, to, to respond. So uh, the first way is just, you might like to, if, if it's appropriate, and like I said, it might not be for everyone, you might like to just fill out that check, write it out to Jesus, leave the amount blank as a way of saying, this is my yes to Jesus. In which case, there's, uh, there are some, uh, in, the, in the prayer chapel here, there are some pens. There's also a, a box. I know it looks like a, a kind of a ballot booth, but actually perhaps that's symbolic. You know, put your, put your uh, vote in the ballot for Jesus. Uh, there's also, kids, watch out, okay, and parents, watch out. There are some cups here that have something that look like juice. It's red wine vinegar. Don't go downing it. Well, unless, I mean, parents, I leave that to you. Um, so, but one of the things I uh, just encourage you to, to, to think about, there you go, ably demonstrated by my beautiful assistant. Um, so what I'd encourage you, there's, there, there are lots of these. Uh, so just you know, remember that Jesus was willing uh, to, to drink that bitter cup for you. And so it, use it as an opportunity to, to, to remember that. So you might want to drink the whole thing. Perhaps you just want to dip a finger in and put it on your tongue as a way of, uh, of just remembering what Jesus did for you. Use that as a way of saying thank you. You may also either know people who are having really, who've got really difficult decisions to make at the moment, and you might use that taste of the bitter cup as a way of, of praying for them. Maybe that... That's you. Maybe you've got those difficult decisions to make. Uh, and again, this might just be a way, a physical way, of helping you pray for that difficult decision. So, so they're, 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 they're the things we've got to do. We'll have about five minutes. Um, and uh, bottoms up, everyone. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs>